Welcome to episode 68 of Shailen on Batman. I'm Justin Shailen. We have Tom Harper in the house. I'm here. No Kyle Davis. Kyle Davis is MIA. Not he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Not forever, though, kids. Not Batman Don't worry. forever. He's not, like, leaving or anything. He's just busy today. Yeah, he couldn't be on today. Uh, but before we jump into today's episode, which is amazing, I, I just can't even believe that we got to talk to three people that scored our childhood let's take care of some business make sure that you find us on twitter you can find me at batman shanlin you can find tom at batman base slap you can find kyle at looting kyle you can find us our twitter shanlin on batman twitter at shanlin on bat you can find uh find us on facebook at shanlin on batman you can also find us on www.shanlinonbatman.com as and well as all of your favorite podcast hosting sites like Stitcher and Podbay and iTunes and not Podcast One, which yeah. we cleared up last week. Uh, but you can find us pretty much wherever you download and or listen to podcasts. Yeah, so today's on today's episode we have three amazing guests. Like I said, they, they scored our childhood from... Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, Superman the Animated Series. Young Justice. Uh, did they do Batman Brave and the Bold? Yes, they did. So pretty much if you've watched a Batman animated show, you've heard our three guests are about to come on. They, like, they've probably scored your childhood as well. Yeah, if you're a millennial, they definitely scored your childhood. No, we're Let's 90s children, so they definitely scored our, our yeah, childhood. Uh, in and it, for sure. And yeah. what's truly amazing is that they are just as nice as, you know, because sometimes when you meet people, you always think, like, they won't be really nice. They'll they'll just be, like, kind of like the airhead kind of like, oh, we're just doing this to do it. To do us a favor, but they were so nice. Yeah, they're really down to earth. Just you can tell, just normal, normal people that are just in the business. And, you it, know? and it just gives such a lasting impression to go and push ourselves. And it makes to, our job so much easier yeah. as podcasters and like slash interviewers. Like it doesn't feel like it's an interview when we're talking. It's a to conversation. Like this. It's a conversation, and that's what we really strive to do here. We don't want it to be like the cookie cutter. Where were you born? Where did you go to school? Why do you what, like that? Why do you do what you do? Okay, thank you. Bye. Like we want to talk and have a conversation. We want it to feel like we're all in the room together, just having a good time. And I would say with these three, Christopher Carter, Lolita Ritmanis, and Michael McCushin, that's exactly what it was. It was just a good time and a awesome conversation about what they do as a career. Right, and we only got to spend about 20 minutes with them because they're busy like this weekend is comic-con comic-con and if you're in the comic-con area if you're in san diego you can you can check out their panel this this weekend and i'll i'll yes, give you, you that can. information very it's soon the uh 
I love that song, composing, scoring, and singing, superhero style, from 1 o'clock until 2 o'clock, and that is going to be in room 28DE, 28DE at the San Diego Comic-Con. They're going to have all kinds of people there doing Q&As, people from BMI is going to be there, people from White Bear PR will be there, they're going to do giveaways, and once again, that is room 28DE if you want to check them out there. Yeah, definitely make sure if you're in the San Diego Comic-Con area, if you're going to be there, you want some real down-to-earth people to, you know, chit-chat with, talk to about their careers, definitely check them out. They're going to be doing a, you said they're doing a Q&A, right? Yep, that's the Q&A. They're also, let me find it here, they're also going to be doing a uh, a signing. Talk about La La Land Records real quick, Justin. I've been a fan of La La Land Records for five years now and what la la land records is it's they they take your favorite movie scores and they they combine every every little ounce of music that's in it like i remember with batman 89 that was a 17 or 18 track cd like the original but what they did with that particular one is they took bits and pieces of every uh piece of music in there and they made it they they made it a two cd soundtrack so like like tom we always play that when we're ever looking to do something funny we always play that uh that joker like that little joker thing that from batman you know what i'm talking yeah about. the new the news thing it's the, the news thing yeah and then when the joker's doing it's the joker commercial like they added they take those kind of things the things that you don't really think about when you're listening to you know uh, a movie soundtrack, they take every ounce out. And that was a two CD uh, a set. They did the Bat- They did Batman Returns. I want to say they did Batman Forever as well, but don't quote me on that. I have the Batman Batman Returns one. I also have the Batman the Animated Series one, where that's like a two or three disc box set, where it's just th- the best versions of that music. It's a... It's, uh, remastered it sounds incredible it's like you're in there as as they are scoring the music like you're at the at the recording studio is it a recording studio they do or they do it in the big like big room it's still a recording studio it's just a big room it's all just like specifically soundproofed and like put together so everything's like acoustically perfect yeah so they're going to be there uh uh, signing on Saturday, July 23rd from 11 to 12.30 p.m. at the La La Land Records booth, 45.36. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check them out. Make sure that you're you're doing your part. Like, we, we bring you these guys, so go do your part if you can, if you're out there. I know Comic-Con's going to be crazy this year with, you know, with Wonder Woman, The Flash, Justice League Talk. I'm sure they're going to drop some Batman, solo Batman news and all the other stuff. I know Star I think Star Wars is going to yeah, be Yeah, oh yeah, yep, they will. And they're going to do like a Marvel panel, but if you're looking for just people that you can just have a conversation with, you know, make sure that you go and you you reach out to these people and thank them for putting putting, you know, amazing music to our favorite characters like we said. I mean, Christopher Carter, he wrote the riff for the intro of Batman Beyond. Like that famous intro that you know was the, 
Well, I think that we started off the podcast with that. Yeah, we may or may not have used that as our intro song for the first couple podcasts. So let's. <laughs> but we do get in depth a little bit about where that came from and, and like who actually played the guitar on that. Like some pretty cool inside stories right. about like some it, of our favorite scores. Right. And like I said, they only had twenty minutes to spare, but. If they only gave us ten minutes, we would have jumped. We would have talked, yeah, for we sure. We jumped on that opportunity, and they and they also talked about, you know, th- them scoring the Batman: The Killing Joke, which is coming out very soon as well. And they're they they said I believe they said in the in later on in the episode that they're gonna be they're gonna be uh those are gonna be there that day. Yeah, the soundtracks will be there, so you can actually buy the soundtrack from La La Land and have it signed by the people who actually composed that music. So if you if you want to awesome. find these people, make sure that you're going to dynamic music partners. Make sure that you, yeah, make sure that you're doing that. Make sure that you are really really th- just give them thanks. I mean, I can't say that enough. They wrote our childhood music, especially the Batman Beyond stuff. And yeah. not only that, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, the that sc- soundtrack's amazing. They, you know, they were. They talk about being mentored by Shirley Walker. Yep. And it's just, it's. It was a good time. Like, what did you? What did? What was your favorite part of that episode? Like, usually we never get the chance to just like talk about like favorite moments in like our podcasting. Because once it's in the can, it's in the can. There's never really a time to really. Yeah, like, we might have to start recording these intros beforehand, like always. <laughs> if we can do this kind of stuff, it's fun. But uh, I don't. My favorite takeaway from it was just. I mean, honestly, for me, it was to see like how down to earth they were, and because you're musicians, and a lot of times musicians aren't that nice. Eh, it's hit and miss, that's for sure. Like, yeah, I'll give you that. I, some are, some aren't, but the these three, they totally fell under the uh, ridiculously nice category. The, I just they left. The, if they had any ego, they the, the, they left it at the door before they got on the computer. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean how nice they were and i really liked i just really liked hearing the mechanics of how they did things and how they collaborate and work separately as well to bring us all these timeless scores right and they gave us like a little e true hollywood story yeah about beats how they got started you know and, and it was really for me anyway you know i, t- I said at the very end I was like you guys don't understand like it's a pleasure and an honor. Like, you scored our childhood. And I said that. They kind of, like, laughed and everything. But I was like, I'm being serious. Like, this is truthfully. Oh, they definitely got it, though. They definitely understand. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, they're, they're fans just like we are. And so for us to just, you know, talk with someone who had a hand in making our childhood is incredible. I believe it was Chris that said, like, I used to watch... Batman the animated series in my dorm rooms, you know, and then literally months from then I'm writing music with I'm writing music. That was Michael's with, first job too, he said. Yeah, Michael said that was his first job in composing and stuff. So I mean that's incredible. you literally go from it's like the movie Rockstar, you know, you you grow up loving something and listening to something that you really enjoy and then you get the phone call like, Hey, you're gonna come do this. Like that's it don't get much better than that. So. Right, and you can you can find uh, if you want to reach out to them on their like their dynamic music partners Twitter. You can find them at D Y N M U S Partners. You can find them at Facebook dot com slash dynamic 
hyphen music hyphen partners. Um, yeah, and like I said, their panel information Friday seven twenty two sixteen, one to two p.m. I love that song, composing, scoring, and singing superhero style. For a renowned Emmy Award com- winning composer, songwriters Michael McQuiston, Louisa Ritman as Christopher Carter, and producer and lyricist James Tucker. Go behind the scenes to show audiences how they write the music and songs to some of the DC and Marvel's finest properties, including our favorite, Batman, uh, Batman, uh, Brave and the Bold, the Music Meister starring Neil Patrick Harris, working alongside Mark Hamill and Batman the Killing Joke. Uh, be prepared to sing along and hear a surprise guest or two led their vocal panels live. The panel will be moderated by Anne Cesari of BMI and Chandler Poling of White Bear PR. Uh, Q&A will follow room 28DE. Where? What room is that, Tom? 28DE. So make sure, but without further... And don't forget, hold on here, don't forget their CD signing on the 23rd from 11 a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at the La La Land's Records booth. 4536 is the number of that booth out there. One more time, 4536 is where you can find them from 11 a.m. till 12.30 p.m. Get your get your friggin' soundtrack soundtrack signed. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I had the opportunity to get my soundtrack signed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be that's just cool. Yeah, you know, I you know, Tom. I know how. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm I, I I play music and stuff, but like Justin really goes out of his way to buy these soundtracks, and he like Justin goes to work listening to soundtracks of our favorite movies, and he's like, "This gets me so pumped." It's I mean, it's awesome though. I. I I, cool. I I don't even listen to music with lyrics anymore. It's either I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to you know soundtracks. I mean, I'll throw on Prince every once in a while, like which is like once a week. But <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, it's I'm listening to Batman. I'm listening to Superman. I love Danny Elfman. I love Christopher Carter. I love you know Shirley Walker scores. You know, I love soundtracks. Hans Zimmer. The Last oh, yeah. Samurai, Interstellar, Inception. You're really into the Mad Max soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah, you? Junkie XL. Yeah. Brother in Arms, one of my favorites. But without further ado, let's jump right into episode 68 of Shaman and Batman. Hi, guys. This is Chris Carter. Hi, everyone. It's Michael McQuistian. And this is Lolita Rizmanis. Guys, thanks a lot for coming to the show. Um, Let's jump right into it. You guys write and compose music for tons of our favorite animated superhero films how did you guys all get into that sort of business how did you all find each other and get into it well we started with um we, we actually all began writing music for superheroes under our mentor uh one of uh, a, a woman named shirley walker and shirley was at the time uh the music director of batman the animated series and she wanted to use it as an opportunity to uh, give a young composers a chance to get started in the business. And it was just really incredible for her to, to use her, that position, um, you know, to help other people out. Yeah, it's, it is very rare. It's kind of like, hey, are you interested in writing on this show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you guys ever think that the, the animated series would be what it is today when you, looking back at it now, did you like, I'm gonna write for this awesome show that's gonna be remembered for, 20 years on. I had no idea. This was my first job I ever had. And I just thought it was great to be working. And I, and I, 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 I mean, I knew it was Batman. I knew that was big, right? Right. But with it being animated, I just didn't know, you know, how that was going to 
stack up in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Because there have been plenty of Hanna-Barbera shows that had superheroes before. And then there, of course, was the live-action Batman in the 60s. And I just didn't know how this was going to play into that, whether this was just going to be something just for kids or whatever. But, I mean, obviously, it's definitely stood the test of time. It's, it's awesome to see that it has stood the test of time. Now, when you guys were brought in on by Shirley, did was there, like, a mandate from the studio to be, like, you guys have to kind of, like, mimic the the theme from Batman 89, the Danny Elfman version? Or was it kind of, like, your own thing from the beginning? I, it was Shirley's thing from the beginning. I mean, they used... Danny's theme in the first season of the animated series, but as far as as you know, the direction the actual underscore went from the series, Shirley really drove that. She did, and it was all about playing the story. It wasn't any anything about it just being a cartoon. This was very much a a drama, of a just as if it were a live action uh, production. And uh, we Shirley developed themes for many of the characters, and of course, we all used those themes. That was correct thing to do. Um, we wrote some themes as well, and then Shirley used some of our themes. Very much a collaborative effort. Is there like a lot of experimentation when you guys are, do you guys collect, let me take that back, do you guys collaborate a lot on all the music that you write, or is it kind of separate between the three of you? That, that actually is the key word that is collaboration, and it's collaborating on so many different fronts. It's, it's primarily collaborating between us and the filmmakers. We wanted to collaborate as filmmakers that, we are filmmakers that do music, mm -hmm. and we want to collaborate with the filmmakers on how the music's going to help tell the story they want. Um, we sometimes collaborate together as, as composers and songwriters, usually doing songs, we'll write those together, or maybe a theme, theme song will do that. Um, usually for the underscore cues, we're writing individually, but we're sharing our material. So Lita will come up with some amazing theme and Mike will have some other way of using it and then I'll find a way to, to, to also kind of tie it in so that the scores that we do have kind of a cohesive voice. Yeah, I mean, we, we work together, but separately. And it's almost like if we were, if there was some sort of a big building, several buildings that needed to work together architecturally, you know, we develop, we figure out what is the style, what, what will kind of complement each other and but you, know, you don't want something that completely doesn't make sense within the context of the tone that's been set for the project. And usually the tone is, is, is often already decided upon by the producer or director, whoever the create, main creative person is. So that person will know if they want to have a rock and roll vibe or a sound design kind of aspect or a big symphonic orchestra kind of approach. So often that's that actually that part of it is, is very much something that we you know they request of us now when you guys are sitting down with you know the producers and the director do you do you like i really think this would work well here like this big bombastic score or do they really have an idea in their head what needs to be what the music needs to be playing at that moment or do you, is there that give and take between you guys I think, I think it's all over the map. I think sometimes they'll have an idea very specifically of what they think is going to feel right for the scene. Other times they're really looking for input and, you know, they want someone to come to their picture fresh with a fresh perspective on it because they're just, too, they got their head too far buried into it and they've been seeing the same thing over and over again and just not sure. And so, you know, we can often clarify for them you know, what we think the story is really about and what we think this character really embodies and present something to them that maybe they would not have thought of 
Um, if they have a really clear idea, that's a good launching point for us. But if they don't, then we can usually talk back and forth and kind of figure out what the focus needs to be. And that's always where I think a great collaboration really shines. Do you yeah, we're the we're the fresh audience. We're the we're the audience that is seeing their their hard work for the first time. Right. And we're hearing this dialogue and seeing pictures. At least, if not fully animated, then it's it's usually you know at least an animatic. Um, and if we laugh really hard at the funny stuff, they just love that. And if we're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? You know, they're really happy about that too. I think it's more the times where there's like this indecision. Hmm, is this scary or is this uh, what is this? You know, and that that's where music can really really help those spots. So you guys are like you just said, you guys are kind of the first people that really get to see these things like animated out. Like, did that? Were you fans of all of this stuff before you got into it? Or have you kind of has it more kind of grown on you now that you see this before everyone else like that? Uh, I think um, I mean I know speaking from my personal experience, I'm a huge fan of the show, so I always get this kind of fanboy moment of oh I get to see this. Right? <laughs> oh, Not man. that I can tell anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually uh, started with Batman the Animated Series was going on when I was still in college, so I was a huge fan of the show, watching it in the dorm room. You know, with all with all my college friends, and uh, then to actually graduate from college and come out and start was you know a really 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 huge exciting opportunity. Yeah, I don't know. I've been a fan of Superman ever since I was a kid. I that Richard Donner film with Christopher Reeve was just like my intro into superheroes, and I thought that was just the best thing that ever happened, including the music. And so I think it's really one of the reasons why I became a film composer that score. And so when I came out here and started on Batman, I was kind of like, in a certain kind of way, I was like, gosh, that's great, but I really wish it was Superman. And then I came out three or four years later, like, we're going to do Superman. She was like, yeah. I've certainly been learning a lot about all the characters. And, and because the, the writers and producers draw from so many of the, you know, the, the lore and some of the odd characters that maybe aren't necessarily the top you know, some villains that, that haven't even been in some of the movies, um, we're always researching. And um, for me, a lot of the fan stuff happens when I hear the, when I meet the voices that, that are the voices of the characters that I've been listening to. I mean, it's like, you know, John DiMaggio, as I walk around, it's like, oh my God, I'm hearing it. That's him. And that's the voice or, or, uh, or Diedrich or, I mean, any of them really, it's like, oh my God, it's your voice. <laughs> and I and I love you. I look, you're in my room all the time. How weird right? <laughs> do you, Do you guys prefer writing the more the smaller, more emotional scene, or do you guys like the 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 action sequences? Which one do you prefer? Well, I think each each different each scene like that has its own you know satisfaction. Sometimes you want to just blow the doors off. <laughs> That's really satisfying. But it's satisfying in a way that's really different when you are able to to score a scene where these two characters are, are having this, this you know this dramatic exchange and to have the music help tell the story in that way it's it's also really really exciting. It's exciting to write all different styles, honestly, and tempos. Um, it's sometimes disheartening for the big action stuff because we're always competing with the sound effects and mm -hmm. and uh, so I think kind of subliminally when we when we are spotting and figuring out where the music's gonna go. If we see a scene that is like, oh, nothing's exploding, nothing's shooting off, there's no crackly, there's no electric 
character that's going to be sparkling and crackling, we know, ah, music's going to be heard. So there's this kind of a very self-serving, ah, I want to write that piece because I'm going to actually be heard. So. I know we're jumping around a lot and we, we don't want to take up a lot of your time. You guys are really busy. Um, but a lot of our fans would get very angry at us if we didn't ask where did the Batman Beyond intro riff come from. Well, he's right here. <laughs> Tell the whole um, story, Chris. It's awesome. After we had done Batman the Animated Series, um, the, the producers were working on Batman Beyond, and they gave Shirley a call and said, we love the work you did on Batman the Animated Series, and we're sorry, but because you're orchestral composers, we want to go a different direction with Batman Beyond, and we need to find different music for that. And Shirley, rather than... Um, just say, okay, thank you. She said, hey, wait a second, you know, we can do this too, give us a chance. And so she brought us into a room and said, um, we have to uh, present uh, a demonstration to the producers that we can do this kind of music that's very different from the orchestral music we were doing for Batman. So each of you go out to your studios, we're gonna write a couple pieces and we're gonna make a cassette tape, one of those, you know, old fangled things. <laughs> And we're going to actually mix in some of our music and some of the other music that had been uh, talked about as being um, kind of a kind of, kind of a model, you know, Rob Zombie and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And so we're going to make a, a tape that just kind of puts it all together and uh, show that in fact this stuff can stand, you know, can 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 capture that feeling even you know that we're doing it new in our studio. So we went and we did that, and we all did, uh, you know, I think we all did, just completely knocked it out of the park. And when they listened to that tape. Uh, the producer said, you know, hey, you guys did it. You can do this. Let's do this series. And um, there were a couple pieces that they had uh, gravitated towards. And uh, one of those happened to be a piece that I wrote, which was titled Smells Like Cream Spinach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They said, we think we want to use this possibly for the main title theme. And that is uh, what ended up being, being used for. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, and Chris totally rocked it. I mean, that, that piece is, is, is still to this day, I think it really, really holds up. And right. and uh, he even, he's too modest to say, but he uh, had it performed at the Hollywood Bowl with a, with a big orchestra, oh, wow. it was a superhero night, and there was a full orchestra. And then uh, for his piece, the electric guitar just blew everyone away along with, you know, the big orchestra. So Who originally did the electric guitar on that? Um, he's a very, very talented guitar player named Dave Moses. Okay. And um, I, I mean, I, I'll do credit to Gabe. He really has that style in his blood. And I mean, I could write whatever notes I, I wanted, but Gabe was the one that gave me personality. So I really think a lot of the impact of that piece, honestly, is through Gabe's performance. It looks kind of like you, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to be a stereotype. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, did. When they they were celebrating the uh, Batman 75th anniversary uh, last year, yep, or last year, um, Warner Brothers did several Batman shorts, and they did a Batman Beyond short uh, that Darwin Cook, who did the main title animation, animated, and we brought uh, Gabe back, and it was so amazing to have him fire up the Marshall stacks and return to that world even for 90 seconds. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you guys are working on or were working on The Killing Joke, what was it like to put music to that? It's going to be iconic film that's coming up very, very soon. Dark. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> um, but, but really good. I mean, 
Bruce, Tim, uh, and Sam Liu, the director, they did such a really, really fine job of this. And I think it just it's, it has such a great cerebral yet disturbing, mysterious quality to it. Um, I, I wasn't acquainted with the novel like so many people were. So I think for people maybe who have, you know, died on the cross reading that book, um, I don't know how it will be for them. I'm hoping they're going to absolutely love it. Um, but I think for people that, for, for whom this material will be new for them, they, it, it's really well done. It's not for little kids, obviously. No, right. Definitely not for little kids. But it's very psychological. And uh, the music is, um, we're very proud of the score. Um, and people can purchase the score separately. It's oh, on CD. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all announced, right? So, yeah, we have, yeah, La La Land has a physical copy with, with phenomenal uh, artwork and liner notes. That's going to be available at Comic-Con and also released on Water Tower Records, on Water Tower Records digitally. digitally. Awesome. And people can check it out now already on IndieWire. Is that what it is? I think that's it. And it includes the song that we did with Mark Hamill. Yeah. The oh, wow. And the recording. So, yeah, we recorded Mark Hamill yeah. singing. We with him and, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. What yeah. was it like being in the room with him and that, that iconic, like, the definitive Joker voice? All I could think of was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that as an insult to anyone. No. Because, you know, that movie, again, was from that same era, the, the Superman movie and all that kind of thing. And I was such a Star Wars fan anyway. Right. But, yeah, I, what, what, what was weird for me was to see Luke Skywalker and hear the joke. <laughs> that was weird. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he was pretty pretty fantastic. And, and that voice comes from such a deep place within him. And it is such a physical act for him to produce that voice I, it, it was kind of astonishing because you know it might he might look like mark hamill but when he's doing the joker he kind of looks like the joker so wow. it's kind of amazing really. I, I just have one more question then we'll let you guys get going on how do you guys approach uh the character of the joker and batman like they're two totally different characters one's over-the-top, terrifyingly scary, tries to be funny. Then you have that dark, brooding, vigilante. How do you guys approach the, the – quite a different dynamic there. Is it or isn't it? That's a good question. You know, our psychological stuff, you know, this movie is kind of, you know, I think that, that some of the psychological stuff uh, kind of bridges between the two of them at times. But it, for other projects, um, gosh, the Joker usually is played more in, a, in kind of a whimsical way against his, you know, uh, going along with his physical character. Mm -hmm. I mean, except for Chris's return of the Joker, which of course was dark and well, sure. nasty. Yeah. But um, we've done so many different versions of, of Joker and, and Batman. Yeah, a lot of different incarnations up to this point. And each one's had its own personality. So I think those are, they're just so multidimensional and they're, they're char the characters are so layered. Um, I mean, you know, there's an intimacy about them both, and then there's a, a certainly a huge scale to them both that is, you can explore the entire spectrum. So you guys are going to be doing, doing a signing here soon. Do you want to give us the details about that? Well, uh, we're going to be at the La La Land Records at the San Diego Comic-Con, uh, their booth, which is number 4536 on Saturday. July 23rd at 11 a.m. and we're going to be signing CDs there. Um, they're going to have uh, the Killing Joke. They're going to have 
Justice League, which is a four CD set, just released. Just released. Nice. It's going to have Batman the Animated Series Volume 4. And also, they're going to have a Batman Mystery, Mystery of the Batwoman, which is Lolita's score. And uh, they probably will have some other copies of older stuff. Yeah. Then come, come see us yeah. on Friday, because Friday we're actually doing a panel at 1 o'clock in uh, room 28DE. 28DE, and it's called I Love That Song, Singing and Scoring Superhero Style. And there will be some giveaways, and we're going we're gonna to be uh, presenting some of the songs we've done for all these various shows. And James Tucker's on the panel, who's amazing. And, and it'll be moderated by uh, Anne Ciceri from BMI and Chandler Poling, who's, who's from White Bear PR. It should be really, really fun. So if you guys are there, 1 o'clock on Friday, we'd love to see you. Awesome. Nice. Where can we find you, you guys on social media and the Dynamic Music Partners as well? Um, strangely enough, you can go to dynamicmusicpartners.com. Okay. That's our website. Okay. Uh, we are on Facebook as Dynamic Music Partners. And um, either of those places, we, we uh, have all our announcements in the news. There's new soundtracks, there's new uh, projects or cool things happening that we you know, want to let our, our, our fans know about. Uh, we, we also are... Dine Muse Partners on Twitter. Okay. Okay. And uh, I am Utadir, U T A D E E R, which is how we connected initially. Yep. yep. And, and you'll find the rest of us. So thank you very much, guys, for coming on, taking time out of your day to do this. It was really, it was a, such an honor and a pleasure for you guys to come on. Uh, we're all huge fans of yours, so the moment I told Tom, we have another co-host, but he's busy doing school stuff right now, unfortunately, so he couldn't be here. And when I told him, I was like, we're going to get the, get the the people who scored our childhood. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> what? We're 90s children, so, so like our whole Saturday morning cartoons was, was scored by you guys, so sorry. thanks a lot. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I was I was only five at the time, so like I'm amazing. <laughs> and that's it for episode sixty-eight. Thank you for listening. It was such a pleasure to, you know, sit down and talk with those Mike and Chris and Alita and like they just how down to earth and human they are about what they do. Even though like they're in the room with Mark Hamill and shit, they just they they're still like centered Diedrich Bader. Yeah, exactly. Like just, they're just like centered John DiMaggio. normal people that happen to love what they do for a living and do a just fantastic job of doing what they do. You know? Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening to episode 68. But before we go, let's, we'll plug our stuff again. So make sure that you are on our Facebook page. If you're listening to this for the first time, Shanley and I'm Batman. You can find me at, Batman, Batman Shanlian. <laughs> you can find Tom at Batman Baselap. And you can find Kyle at Looting Kyle. So make sure that you're doing that. Do we do we hit our tw- our regular Twitter? No, Shanlian on uh, Bat. Bat. At Shanlian on Bat. So make sure that you're doing this. And if you want to reach out to uh to Chris on Twitter, you can you can do that by go it's Christopher Carter at Utadir. U T A D E E R. So thank you so much. Yeah, and make sure that you also check out www.shanleyandonbatman.com for this podcast and some other kind of some news and write-ups and stuff like that, 
as well as going over to www.podcastempirenetwork.com. You can check out the other podcasts on our network there, like the M&J podcast, which is Kyle's all-gaming podcast. You can check out Hey Entertain Me over there, which is my podcast about things that, well, entertain me. (laughs) And you can also check out the newest Takeout Comics right, that just by dropped. our own Rihanna Holland. And you could also wish her a happy belated birthday because that just happened yesterday. Yeah, and then you can you can also, if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, mm. uh, make sure that you're doing that because Justin's Diego, got some gorgeous videos up there and you, more to come. San Diego Comic Con's coming up, so we'll de- I'll definitely be posting stuff. My uh, knee-jerk reaction because everyone will be out of town on Saturday but me. Yep. So, uh, Actually, we'll, you got to work. Yeah, I do actually have to work. How are you going to keep up with this Comic-Con news at work? I don't know. Hopefully I, you have a good Wi-Fi connection. I have. I, I think I have LTE when I'm at work. I can't. Friggin' Verizon. Uh, I have Sprint. Oh, well. Okay, that works. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I'm just going to have to. Just be going to have to take a lot of bathroom breaks that day. That's all. <laughs> I have diarrhea, but I don't want to go home. <laughs> yeah, I have to work one Saturday a month, so which is actually this is my second Saturday this month, which is weird. So, whatever. But yeah, that's it. Make sure that you're uh, subs- you subscribe to our YouTube channel because I will be posting a lot of San Diego Comic Con reactions. And also, one last note: make sure you go to iTunes for us and rate and review our podcast. It helps us out immensely. It just, I, I, I don't want to get into it like that, but it really helps us. So if you could go to iTunes, search Shanley and I'm Batman, and leave us a rating or interview, we would like forever be in debt. Right. Thank, you. Thank you. The last time we did that, we, we gave away a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there was away. a giveaway, and you and guys actually, missed I gotta out go, on it. I gotta, now that we were talking about that, I got to go tell James that for some reason this comic came back in the mail to me. So I'm going to. Give us your right address. We're not stalkers or anything. <laughs> we're just trying to send you a comic, man. <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. Who else got in on that? Do you remember offhand? It was Mike Snyder. Yeah. Brett. Oh, man, he. And Mike Snyder's been around for a while, and like he finally listening to our awesome podcast paid off. He's <laughs> got a uh, Batman Rebirth number one in his collection now, uh, free of charge. We, got we sent to him. Amandus. It's a uh, Amandus at DCE USA, and Brett. He's one of our UK fans. Nice. Brett. That cost the big bucks to ship that over there. <laughs> it did, trust me. <laughs> when he's, when the, Couldn't I, we just have, like PayPal'd him like 250 or like five pounds or whatever so he could have bought his own damn book? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the fu- the funny thing about that is is I'm I'm I was writing it up at the post office, like here it is, yeah. like on the they're like, all right, this is since this is overseas, we have to have you write up like two other pieces of paper and describe exactly what it so is. Like, I promise this is not a bomb. I'm I promise like, this is not anthrax. Is I'm that what like, it was? It, yeah, it was like that. Like, wh- how much does it weigh? I was like, how much is it worth? I was like, at least seven grand. <laughs> so yeah, Brett. That's at Brett LFC Martin. So yeah, thank you guys for that. Like we. We do that. We reach out to you guys. We we appreciate. It. We need that those kind of yes, things. Yes, we do. So. And as always, there are more great things to come and a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in the pot getting cooked up, ready to uh release to you guys the fans and that's definitely why we're here doing what we do is for you guys the fans. So make sure you get a hold of us. 
Make sure you let us know all of your comments. And one, concerns. I have one last thing too. To Another last. It's like a PSS. Yeah, this is like PSSSS. Man, remember when like your girlfriend in middle school would be like, "P.S. I love you." No, it was like, PSS. "No, you get off the phone." No, you get off the oh, phone. I'm talking about the notes, like <laughs> when we used to like have notes because we didn't have freaking cell phones to text on, and we get those notes all ornately folded to be like, "P.S. I, I love you." P.S.S. You're my favorite. P.S.S.S. I love you again. P.S.S.S.S.S.S.S. Batman. Do you remember the thing that they would do? Like it would, like people would have like this thing, and it would be like it would be like almost like a pyramid looking thing. Fucking cootie catcher, man. Was that what that was? Yeah. And it had like little numbers written on it. And yeah. You, it and you like flip it, and it'd yeah. be like you're f- you're a failure. Go home. <laughs> like yeah. But it, 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 yeah, that it was like no, you get off the phone. No, you get. I'll get off the phone if you get off the phone. No, you I gotta watch off. Batman, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Three, two, one. Get off the phone. Oh, you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, I want something from the fans. Actually, I'm demanding. Send us this. money. <laughs> no, I'm demanding. I'm demanding. When you guys go see Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. I want to see photos of where you guys are at. Take a picture of you next to the stand-up at the movie theater. Or next to the, the poster, or with your friends. Or the big-ass line you're standing in, waiting to go into the theater. Well, I want that. Like, we did that for Batman v Superman. It was a huge success. Yep. Let's double that. I want more photos. I want... I, I want you... Your beautiful, gorgeous, smiling faces. Yes, I want that. And if you also want to do that, if you also want to send us a photo... With like a thumbs up or a thumbs down after you watch the movie, definitely do that as well. Because we love that fan interaction. Like today with Batman v Superman coming out, I had a bunch of people sending us tweets of them like holding their their, their movie. Yeah. So definitely do this. We do that. We love fan interaction. So please do that. Suicide Squad, sixteen days away, something like that. Seventeen days. Dude, away? yeah, it's the nineteenth right now. So yeah, it's only we're seeing it the fourth. We are seeing it the fourth at nine ten. So definitely do that. We'll be taking. Oh man, photos. is Kyle seen at that time too? Yeah. Awesome. The Trinity's going. So we'll, we're we're we will send photos. So we'll have. We want you guys to send photos as well. So do that. Make sure that's happening. And that's it. Going to be for real. For real. That's it for episode. 68. No PSSS. No. No PSSSSs. Thank right. you. You get off first. You get off first. You get off first. You get off first. Shanley and I'm Batman. Stay tuned. I am the night, I am the night.